Welcome to Inner Divine Alchemy, a podcast for spiritual seekers who dare to explore the depth of this divine existence and the constructs that make up our very reality. I'm your host, Kristen Martin, a fellow spiritual seeker, full-time creative entrepreneur, and best-selling indie author. If you're looking to go deeper on the types of things we discuss on this podcast, I sincerely hope you'll join me in my monthly membership community called the Inner Divine Collective at innerdivinealchemy.com. Without further ado, let's get metaphysical, shall we? Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to the podcast. Can you believe that we are one month in to 2022? This is so crazy. As I'm recording this, February starts next week. We have the new moon in Aquarius next week, as well as one of the first Sabbaths of the year in bulk. And so lots of good things, lots of good energy. We are getting to that point where Winter is starting to fade away, and we have the first light, quote-unquote, returning, and plants are starting to reawaken, to emerge even through the snow. So I love, I just love this time of year so much, and especially with this Aquarius energy and this Aquarius new moon, because what Aquarius does is it helps us to rewrite the narrative around our lives, around how we do things, around what we believe. Aquarius is really the rebel and the innovator of the zodiac. And so oftentimes when we set intentions for the new year or even on a monthly basis, it's funny as creatures of habit how we kind of tend to stick to the same intentions or the same goals every single month. And Aquarius is that energy that comes in and kind of breaks all that down and says, okay, enough of that. Let's get out of our comfort zone and really think big and really dream big and expand the vision even more. And of course, I love that this particular new moon happens kind of at the beginning of the year because for me, January is still very much an inner winter. I actually have done a lot of research on the previous calendars, like besides the Gregorian calendar, and there were actually 13 months. (laughs) And so for some reason, we decided that it would be 12. And for some reason, January and it being the new year, it's actually Aries, like March is technically the new year. That is what spring is. January and February is still very much winter time. It's still very much the void the liminal, the the darkness and the depths and, and the shadows and just kind of being in the unknown and the uncertainty. But what's so funny is just in our culture today in Western society, we've taken January because that's our quote unquote new year, according to our calendar. And we're like, okay, we got to do a bunch of stuff. It's time to take action. Like we're basically trying to do the Aries energy in January and February when it's actually Aquarius and Pisces energy that we are supposed to be embodying. So it's like we're skipping over (laughs) two of 
two of the zodiac signs, which we need to go through all 12 of them, right, to really have like a balance and an understanding of our lives and how we function. So we've just entered into Aquarius season. We've said goodbye to Capricorn season, the hardworking, steadfast sea goat energy. And now we are in this more innovative, rebellious, unique, quirky, kind of like questioning authority and structures and everything that we've built and asking, how can we make this better? How can we improve upon this? What is not working? And I find it so funny that our society kind of skips over this energy. And I, I, the more and more I think about it, I really do believe that it's intentional because with the powers that be, those who hold the power don't want to change anything. They want everything to stay the same because it is greatly benefiting them. Exploiting people and exploiting the systems and the structures is greatly benefiting them. So why would they want to focus on an energy that says, is this working? Is this not working? How can we improve upon it? But as I've stated before, the collective is waking up to this truth and waking up to the understanding that a lot of the powers that be do not actually have our best interests as humanity, as a collective in mind. So with this Aquarius new moon and in Aquarius season in general, this is really that time to rewrite the narrative around your life. And honestly, every aspect of your life. And this takes a lot of deconditioning, right? It does take time to really peel back the layers and uncover your own narrative and what you've been living by and starting to question that and ask if it was a narrative that you wrote yourself or if it was one that was passed down by your caregivers, your parents, society, some sort of system or institution, the government. When you start to ask those questions, you can really get to the crux of the fact that our entire belief system is based on collective conditioning and subsequently trauma because of that collective conditioning. Because what the collective conditioning has done is it has treated all of us as if we are exactly the same, as if we all have the same amount of energy, as if we all work the same, think the same, produce the same, communicate the same. Everything was kind of funneled into this standardized, like you think about standardized testing in school, right? It was all, our entire society is kind of funneled through this standardized conditioning. And it says that if you don't fall into these standardized buckets, then that means there is something wrong with you. You should be ashamed. You are lazy. You are entitled. And I hope by now you know that that is absolute bullshit. So as an example, because you know I love providing examples through my own personal experiences and my own perspective, one of the things that I have struggled with for such a long time is feeling like I needed to be consistent in my energy and how much I was producing. And I'm going to talk briefly about human design. And I know I've talked about it before on this podcast. I've also talked about it on YouTube. The reason why I bring it up is because it has been so 
profoundly impactful in releasing the guilt and the shame around the way that I work and the way that I am because I am a manifester with emotional authority. And one of the biggest things that I have had to learn along this journey as well as decondition myself from is this kind of like nine to five mentality, the hustle mentality, the productivity mentality. So I used to treat myself like I was a generator in human design. And generators, it's incredible because they are like the the factories of human design. Like they can just produce and produce and produce. And they, they have that sacral center defined, which means that they can pull, like they are their own power source. They are their own energy source. Manifestors, on the other hand, do not have their sacral center defined in their chart. And so that means that I don't have that that energy to pull from, to be consistent with my energy to produce things. And so for a lot of people, if you're a manifester, especially also a projector and a reflector, the, and I would say the manifesting generator too, although you have the best of both worlds, in my opinion, because you can, you can initiate and inform, but you can also be more consistent and have that energy center that you can pull your productivity from, if you will. But for the other 20 to 30% of the population, we're over here feeling like the black sheep, feeling like we're not good enough, feeling like we can't keep up with the pace of the world, feeling exhausted and burnt out and being told that that's wrong and that that's not okay. And again, that we're we're lazy or we just need to, I don't know, have more caffeine. And that's just not true. But again, our society has funneled all of our systems and structures and the way we work. Like you just look at the the workforce and the working hours and the work week and all of that. And it is also standardized to fit this certain structure. And it's a structure that benefits about 70% of the population, which is the majority. But then you have this 30%, your manifestors, your reflectors, your projectors, who want nothing to do with that system because it is literally draining our souls. Okay, so I've had to do a lot of deconditioning (laughs) around productivity and around how much I'm working and around how often I'm working, how long I sit there and work on something. And the biggest thing I have learned as a manifester, which is also backed up by my chart and also just other people in human design who are also manifestors, is that the short bursts of energy I have are more valuable and more productive than the long hours of energy, like that eight-hour desk job, right? And this is so true because I think about back in corporate, I was able to sit there at my desk, and within the first two hours of work, I had all of my work completely done for the day. It was like, and that's the short burst of energy I'm talking about. I have this ability, a lot of manifestors do, to be able to get insanely focused for one to two hours and complete what would take most people eight hours to complete. And so fortunately, at the time, I had rediscovered my passion for writing. I was writing books. And so a lot of the time in the office, because I had to physically have my butt in a chair, because this is the stupid rule that our society is like, if you don't have your butt in the chair and you're not click clacking away on the keyboard, then you're not being productive. When half the people are just clicking around and like, I don't know, on social media, scrolling videos, scrolling news sites, like only 
<laughs> like saving their actual workload until the last hour of the workday, like procrastinating so much because they just don't want to do it. And it's such a waste of time. It's such a waste of people's energy. But anyway, so I was thinking about that and I was like, wow, that is so true. Luckily, I had rediscovered my passion for writing. So a lot of my workday, I would spend writing because that's something I actually fucking wanted to do. <laughs> so I would sit there and write because all my work was done. And as emails came in, as like meeting requests came in or phone calls, of course, I took those. I stopped writing. I stopped what I was doing. But I was like, if I'm going to have to sit here with my butt in the chair, physically in the chair, then I am going to make the most of my time and I'm going to write my books. And so that's exactly what I did. And I have zero shame about it because I was a top performer in the company. I was a top salesperson. I consistently exceeded my targets. So obviously the work schedule, the narrative that I had created for myself worked not only for me, but was greatly benefiting the company in a financial sense. So fast forward to now where I haven't been working in corporate for quite a while. I am a full-time creative entrepreneur. I am still having to decondition myself from that long hours, physically have your butt in the chair mindset. Because if you're anything like me and you've worked in corporate for a while, you know that that is just something that is ingrained in you. And there's this weird guilt or shame that goes along with it when you're like not in your office and someone like stops by to talk to you or they're like, oh yeah, I stopped by or I called you, but you didn't answer. It's like you feel bad for just leaving the screen for one second, even to, to go relieve yourself and go to the bathroom. I don't really know how relevant this is, honestly, because of the whole pandemic thing and working from home. But I do watch TikToks of people who work corporate jobs and how they're like carrying their laptop around with them or finding creative ways to make sure that their mouse, like they'll set up their mouse to a fan to make sure that it's moving so that the little IM icon stays green to show that they're available and that they're actually at their computer. So I think this mentality is still there, like that you physically need to be in front of your computer in order to be productive. And so this is a narrative that I have had to rewrite, and I have finally just gotten a handle on it over the past month, where I have proven to myself, I have gathered enough evidence of my productivity and how much I get done in these short bursts versus the long hours to the point where I no longer feel the need to be sitting in front of my computer for an extended period of time in order to feel productive. So for instance, as I'm recording this, it's Wednesday. And when I woke up this morning, I made a cup of ginger tea. I sat in my nook. I journaled. I did my whole, my whole ritual, my spiritual ritual, my meditation, visualization practices. And then I took my tea. I didn't get dressed. I didn't work out. I didn't shower. I just went straight into my office. And I just kind of looked at what I wanted to work on and also kind of like the deadlines or the things that I have coming up and realized that I wanted to, the thing that I felt like doing, how I felt expending my energy would be the most productive in that moment because I had just come out of a spiritual headspace in my nook and my morning routine was to work on content or the workbook more specifically for the Inner Divine Collective. And so I sat there for about an hour and a half and was laser focused and got the whole thing done. 
I got it done. And that content's not going live for another week. Like the whole thing's done. The video I got done last week. So the only things I have left for that are the meditation as well as the the affirmations recordings. But other than that, it's completely finished and it's finished a week early. But I sat there and I did that for an hour and a half. And then I got up and I felt like taking a bubble bath. So I did that. And I felt like scrolling TikTok for a little bit. (laughs) So I did that. And then I felt like reading. And by that point, it was lunchtime. And then I felt like going for a walk. And then I popped back into my office. But I was like, no, you know, I don't really have like the the energy. I want to work on something else. Actually, I want to record a podcast episode. So now I'm sitting in my closet because that's where I record all of my episodes. The sound is great in here. (laughs) And so this is technically still work. And yes, my laptop is open. But the point I'm trying to make is that it's a Wednesday. It's a weekday. It's a workday. And I have only spent an hour and a half in my home office in front of the computer. And that's enough for me. And I may end up doing a little bit more work if I get inspired, if I get the nudge, if I have the energy, because I understand that my short bursts of energy are more valuable and more productive than if I were to sit in front of my screen for an extended period of time. So as we approach this Aquarius new moon and throughout Aquarius season in general, I want you to ask yourself what narratives you're living by if they're yours, if they have been yours to begin with, or if it's something that you were conditioned to believe, and whether or not it's actually working for you. And if it's not working for you, if you find that it's draining, if you find that it's tiring, if you find that it's boring, if you find that it's just not aligned with you, then I challenge you to start to (laughs) discover other ways of doing things, to re- write the narrative. And once you've done that, the way to really cement this new narrative, like to really cement it into your belief system, is to start acquiring proof that this new narrative that you have written is working for you. And as you continue to acquire that proof, it becomes easier and easier to decondition yourself and shed that old narrative and realize that It was never yours to begin with. It's not something that's working. It's never something you should have adopted. And you found something that does work for you and your unique energy. So that is it for today's podcast episode. I really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you're curious about human design, like I said, I've talked about it quite a bit. We do have an entire month dedicated to human design in the Inner Divine Collective. It was actually last November's content. And it is so eye-opening. So if you're kind of realizing, especially with your energy levels and the way that you the way that you work, and also kind of like the way that you be, if you just want more insight into that, human design is a great tool. I think of everything as they're all tools, right? Astrology, human design, everything is a tool and it's knowledge. And knowledge is power, but more specifically, applied knowledge is power. So once you understand something and you have that knowledge, you can take it and actually apply it to your life and integrate it into the way that you function and the way that you are to ultimately start embodying that highest version of yourself who only does things that are in 
alignment with themselves. So again, I will leave that link in the show notes for you. You can go to innerdivinealchemy.com. It's only $14.99 a month to sign up, and you can cancel at any time. So I hope to see you in there. Other than that, I will chat with you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning in today. For more beyond this podcast, make sure to check out my website at innerdivinealchemy.com and give me a follow over on Instagram at innerdivinealchemy. Don't forget to check out The Collective where we have monthly themes on all things metaphysical and spiritual. I'll chat with you all again very soon.